Welcome to Beers in the Sheds, a podcast where we talk about all things sport, beer, some random banter, and basically all those things you talk about with your mates over a couple of beers in the sheds after the game. I'm your host, Josh Donahoe, and I'm joined by my good mate each week, Daniel Friend. I'm based on the sunny coast in Queensland, and Friendy is based on the central coast of New South Wales. He'll be talking NRL, I'll be talking AFL, pretending we're experts in both, and talking about a whole lot of other stuff in between. I hope you enjoy the show. G'day, Josh. Playing injured, mate. How are you feeling? G'day, Friendy. Yeah, a little bit under the weather, not COVID. A uh, bit chesty, been... Uh, I want to say burning the candle, but that sounds like I've been out raging like a, a young fella and you then trying to wake that. up and go to work. Yeah. But I haven't been raging, but I have been probably working some uh, extended hours and uh, doing a few different things, which is probably a little run down. But uh, no, I'm all good. I'm 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 running about eighty five percent today. That's all right, mate. Yep. You you get through the first uh, first half anyway. That's right. What about you, mate? All, all good. What's cruising, mate. World? Yeah, cruising. Had a pretty. Uh, good day at work today, and then athletics carnival tomorrow for the kids. So, uh, ready to go for that. I am the, I think I'm the under 17s year manager or something for the day, which not many of them come anymore. So, uh, I might have a pretty cruisy day, I think. Nice, nice. I, uh, one little thing I did this week, which probably wasn't a good idea or good idea to do with the cold, was uh, go get my boat and jet ski license, but I got it right, tick, tick that box. Happy day. Out, out on the water. Yeah, yeah, it was good fun, actually. Learned a few bits and pieces. Got to drive, drive a boat around, but it was mainly for a jet ski. So I can ride jet skis up here, but um, but yeah, it was good fun. Nice Sweet. way to take half a day off work and get out on the water with the flu, but the, the things yeah. you do. For our listeners, mate, will that add to your tours? <laughs> I'm not going to run jet ski tours. I do run brewery, distillery, and foodie tours, but uh, I think the insurance would be astronomical. Yeah. Um, True. But be good for tax purposes, wouldn't I? I could write the whole ski off. That'd be <laughs> sensational. <laughs> yep. No, no. All right, mate. Well, let's uh, let's dive into the footy. Uh, it was a big round of footy, um, magic yeah. round, of course. So, um, give us a little lowdown. What uh, what did you see in? Well, what round was it? Week. It was round ten. So round yeah, 10. it was yeah magic round, and the comp sort of takes a bit of shape now. So the ladder is kind of right. I reckon there's one or two that'll slide out of the eight, another couple. I reckon the Warriors will end up in the eight. I think they're a good side and they've just had a tough draw. But yeah, it looked really good up there in Brisbane, Caxton Street, all the way to Suncorp Stadium. I went up there for the first one and it was awesome. So I can only imagine how good it is now. Would love to get up there next year. Um, All four Queensland teams had a win, which I guess is good for the area. Uh, mm, Worries me a little bit with Origin coming up. Uh, yeah, the Tigers, two wins on the trot, so well done to them. They beat the Dragons. Um, Eels went down last week, mate, and my Knights had the bye. So, yeah, they missed did, out on the um, round. Did, uh, to, go, to go look into that magic round, was the Dolphins what? Just, mm. Let's just dive into that. I don't know enough that you can probably elaborate, but did, wasn't it Wayne Bennett's ridiculous game, 900th, 800th Nine, game? Or 900th, and he'd also done, oh, I heard a stat the other day, so he'd done about 180 in the Queensland comp before he came down to New South Wales, so that gets him well over the 1,000, plus Origins, plus Australia, plus New Zealand, plus England. He's up near 1,300, apparently, That's games nice. coached. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know the Dolphins weren't necessarily... They weren't favoured to win that. And one of the young no. players who, if you watch the doco, uh, has come out of 
club rugby NZ and just was a yep. groundskeeper, literally looking for a contract. Yep. So he, what, what, what do you, yes, yeah. he scored a couple of tries, didn't he? Yeah, Valance uh, Tiware, and he scored, he's built like a fridge, a fridge on legs, and uh, he scored two tries. Defensively, he's got some work to do, but mate, he skittles them. It's like, uh, you know, when they're having the blue in, in Moe's Tavern and Barney runs in just like head first and the people go everywhere. It was like that <laughs> when he runs the ball. So, yeah, Have I loved watching him. Yeah, it was really good and, and well done to him. They did a really cool harker for him after the game. And, yeah, it was awesome. They had a great win, the Dolphins. They're, they're a good side. Excellent. What would your, your tips look like? Mate, four out of eight, 50%. Uh, pass... Pass mark. Pass mark. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, we'll go into the tips this week. And and I think what's game of the round tonight, Thursday night, uh, down in Melbourne, they're playing the ladder leaders, Brisbane. Brisbane have not beaten Melbourne since 2016. So I will be sticking with the trend there and tipping the storm. I think the Warriors tomorrow night, um, like I said, I, I think they're a better side than where they are on the ladder. They'll beat the Bulldogs. Panthers to beat the clunky Roosters. Under a bit of pressure, the Roosters coach, I think. Uh, South Sydney, I think they if they turn up in the right headspace, they'll beat the Tigers comfortably. Cowboys, they should consolidate their win last week by beating the Dragons up north this week. Raiders, up against your Mitch Moses-less Eels. I just, I'm sorry, mate, but I... Can't tip a side that has Jacob Arthur as starting halfback. I think the Raiders will get the mm. job done there. Uh, Knights, I think, will bounce back and have an upset win over the Titans at home. The team that has hosted the last 10 games of those two has won. So I'll stick with the trend there as well. And Manly in the, what's probably, I reckon that's probably second, maybe second or third game of the round this week. Manly, I'm tipping them at home. Brookvale Oval, I reckon it'll be rocking on a Sunday Arvo out in the sunshine. I reckon they'll beat the Sharks, who have had a very friendly draw to start the year. Very good. Very good. And um, and you're tipping the Knights, though, this week. So you, you I am. Back to, yeah, mm, okay. Second mm. time. I reckon if they let me down this week, that could be it for the year, I reckon. We'll, we'll chuck them <laughs> in the cupboard. Uh, but, mate, AFL, how'd you go last week? Give us a bit of a wrap-up of that uh, code. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, look, last week I did uh, I did tip the Lions. Um, we're going to get up over the Blues, and they were yep. strangely um, outsiders. So um, they looked classy, and uh, like I said, they came in as the underdogs, but they they showed Carlton that they were a much superior team. Yeah. Um, and Carlton fans weren't happy about that, and they literally were leaving at three quarter time. But, um, yeah. but that's Carlton for you. Um, Frio and Richmond both put on um, big scores. Um, respectively, against uh, the Hawks and the Eagles. So, um, look, the Hawks are going to have a tough year and the Eagles are <clears throat> going to have a tough year. But both, you know, Freo and, Rich- and Richmond are not the top four teams, but they just demolished them. So I think uh, the Hawks and the Eagles could be in for a, a kind of a tough a tough year ahead. But um, by far and away, the match of the round was the Port versus Bombers match not just because I had quite a few multis uh, resting on it. Bombers were my other outside pick there. But, uh, geez, it was a game, really good game. Um, Port almost lost it just because of their poor conversions in front of goal. They had plenty of chances. Um, but the Bombers were just fighting and just, you know, they in fact, they should have won it and still could have won it if their handballs went to man. But they just kept throwing these really weird handballs to no one, turnovers. Um, but it ended up being this really good fight. So the Bombers had the lead for quite a long time and, I was glued to the set, which um, for those two teams, I wouldn't usually think so. But, yeah, great, great game. 
Um, and if we look at uh, a bit closer to home for me, uh, the Swans, unfortunately, were not good enough. Pies were just uh, way too good for them, but they are top of the table for a reason. Uh, the Saints also won a low-scoring affair against North, which was to be expected, but it was a very low score. Um, but that puts them in second place uh, on the ladder with Ds. So, yeah, interesting, uh, another interesting round of footy. Um, not looking great for my Swans, but anyway, we'll see how we go. Um, but I picked eight out of nine. The Bombers were the only ones that uh, that blew me, so I was still pretty happy with that, except for the, yeah, anyway, Bombers. Bombers. Yeah. Uh, but I'll see if I can go one better this week. Yep. Uh, Tigers versus the Cats. Um, Cats are still in good form. They'll definitely take care of them uh, and win that one. Uh, the Eagles will be hosting the Suns all the way over there in WA. So a long way to travel for the Suns, but um, they look pretty good against the Demons, or they're in the game. So I'm just going to tip them to win that one because the Eagles are so bad, uh, even with that travel involved for the Suns. My Swannies will take on uh, Frio, the Dockers at home. This is usually a pretty spiteful clash, and I've been to many of these games at the SCG, and it's pretty verbal between fans. Um, so look, there'll be a bit on the ground there. I... The Swans have got a lot of work to do, um, and they've got a great young team. They need to bounce back, and I reckon they'll be able to do it, but it'll be close. So Swans to win that one at home. Uh, the, uh, the power will be too good for the Kangaroos. Um, they just looked, like apart from their kicking, um, Port just looked really, really good. So they're going to be a, a team to watch, I think. Kangaroos just won't be featuring much this year. Uh, the Hawks and the Demons, I'll take the Ds in that one. As I said, Hawks staring down the barrel of a long season. Mm. Lions and the Bombers should be a good game. The Lions really are starting to to um, ramp their game up. Bombers have had a couple of tough losses, but fought really hard. I reckon they'll just be toast. They'll, they'll be running out of steam. So Lions too good for them. Carlton versus the Bulldogs. going to be a really good game. Uh, I can toss a coin on this, but I'll, I'm going to take the Dogs. The Crows versus the Saints. Uh, St. Kilda do have to travel to Adelaide, but I think they'll they'll win that one, although they are starting as underdogs, strangely. Uh, and then the Magpies versus the Giants. Uh, yeah, look, Collingwood will be too good there. So match of the round, I've actually said Swans versus Dockers because the Swans have got a lift. They've got to, they've got to show something and they're at home. And if they turn that on, I reckon, I reckon it'll be a good game to watch that one. Beautiful. Up the Swannies. I think, uh, Matt, you've been in some form with your tips, so... I reckon our listeners should I've, stick with you. I've been enjoying, yeah, I've really been enjoying the footy lately and yeah. watching a fair bit. So yep. it, it is interesting to get a little bit more insight watching, like I said, watching games like uh, Port and the Bombers, you know, start to finish. Like, you know, I wouldn't usually watch that. But uh, yep. yeah, there's some good good footy being played. All over it, mate. Love it. Well, I saw something during the week, mate, and I put it in my notes straight away on my phone because I thought it could add to our next segment of uh, obscure sport. And... It's something a bit different this week. Again, um, during the week, a, a bull ran on the field in a Super League, so think NRL in England. Um, it ran on the field, and all the players, they were warming up. Lucky it wasn't in the middle of the game, and they had to leave the field for um, a portion of time. And it just made me think of obscure pitch invaders over the years. That's That one itself is is pretty good. Can I just yeah. can I make a sweeping generalization that one of the team's jerseys may have been red? Yes, it was. was. That... Yes. There you oh, go. Come on. Can you blame the bull? I've heard that they're uh they're colorblind and that makes no difference. It's just the idiot um like flashing a rag in front of them. Nothing to do with the color. They do say a rag in front of a well they a do bull. say red rag. They say red, red rag. Yeah, but I reckon yeah. that's yeah, it's G up. I'm 
Yeah. Well, so did some some random person just let a bull on, or did it just wander in from the Mate, pastures have, across the road? Yeah, I have no idea. I think it was just gone to get some milk, and um, it's <laughs> it's wandered out onto the footy field. But yeah, it's and you hilarious. you've got one here. A dog ran onto a course at Juro d'Italia. Yeah, yeah. So I saw you. I saw you put the ball down there, and I yeah. literally just saw this today. But uh, you know, fans get pretty close to the cycling, and um, you know, usually it's a, an obscure fan running next to them with some outfit yeah. or someone taking a photo. But this dog just ran out and spilled the peloton. So yeah, um, yeah tough, it's tough. But you've got on. some. You've got some better pitch invaders down there, mate. What talk? I do. Well, I think most of our listeners will remember the guy Peter Hoare, the serial pest. And I remember him a little bit. I'm a little bit younger, but um, he, I just had a look and he ran onto the track in the Melbourne Cup. There's some footage of that on YouTube. And he ran onto the field in the 97 Socceroos Iran match and he cut the net, delayed yeah, the game. That's right. And they reckon that ruined the Socceroos chances. Iran got their composure yep. and yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't think he's a very well liked man because I think he usually no. creates havoc. Yes. Yes. Chaos, havoc. He, uh, he ran onto yep. the. Tennis match of the Aussie Open, and I guess he's the original sort of serial pest. And then the guy these days, Daniel Jarvis is his real name, but he goes by Jarvo sixty nine. Have you seen him? No, but I some of the some of the places you're going to mention he's run on mm. ring a bell, but I don't know him by name. Um, is he relatively? Yeah, yeah he's a uh, year or two um, old, I guess, in terms of pitch invasions. And uh, okay. he, he ran on three times in the England-India series in the cricket, which was, I think, two years ago now. And uh, one of the times he actually ran out there with his own ball and bowled a ball terribly. Action, yeah, struggling. He <laughs> needs work, Jarvo. You need work, mate. Uh, but, um, yeah, there was that. So that he, three times through the series? The one the series. Game. He would have been booted, nah, right? Yeah, yeah, the one series. Um, and the, at first, all the Indians thought it was hilarious and everything. And and I think the Poms did too, but... Then after that, they they kind of got a bit jack of it and were yeah, a bit sick of this guy coming on the field. But he managed to do it a few times in the, the rugby. Uh, he went out there and literally linked arms with the English players. He, he was in the lineup and, and sung the anthem with them. Um, tried to do the who same the, with... Yeah. Who was the guy next to him going? No idea. Who is this bloke? I guess he's just in the zone. He's like, yeah, come on, lads. And Jarvo's out there. He's, he had the full kit. So he had the jersey and everything, and um, fully kitted up properly. So he looked like the he looked the part, um, and he did the same with the All Blacks. Is he? He's English, though, right? Yeah, English guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yep. yeah. So wow, yeah. I think these people are super talented, though. If they can put a disguise on and Man. get away with that, they're yep. a, they're an incredibly good talker to talk through security and get through. Absolutely. But they're also just super convincing. So uh, yeah. all right, well, let's keep an eye out for his next adventure. Yeah, for sure. And then the other people I had there, there was obviously the original lady, Sheila Nichols, who ran out nude doing cartwheels uh, for a Lord's Test match. And she actually knew, she went to school with Derek Pringle and one of the other English players as well. So they knew her when she's out there doing cartwheels. This was um, like late, late 70s, early 80s. Maybe? Yeah, yep, yep, yep for sure. Yep. And and she actually went on to be a become a, a singer of note, performed with Katie Lang. She released two albums in the US. So there's a, I don't know, weird turn of events, I guess. It's a way to build your PR before you, before you yeah. run out. We've had, we used to have people run out with, um, um, remember when Vodafone was sponsoring stuff and people had Vodafone yeah. on their back or yeah. they had random things just written on their back for a promo and then they'd yep. streak across the ground. Yeah. She's, just, she's just promoted a singing career 
launched it before she started. Yeah, well, I guess pre-social media is probably the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, and then I've got two there from the cricket. And Terry Alderman, he uh, obviously famously tackled a streaker, dislocated his shoulder, never played for Australia after that, and he was in the middle that of was, a pretty good was career. Yeah. He was a legend player. Yeah. Mm. And What's then, the Warney one you've got there? I don't know if I know the Warney. Well, Warney, he, um, there was an England versus Australia one day uh, at the MCG, and they were throwing all sorts of things onto the field, which I guess it's not a pitch invasion itself, but the the big hands and everything else they were throwing onto the field was invading the sporting space. And they the only person that could calm down the MCG crowd was the great Shane Warne. So he put a helmet on and he walked over there. There's footage of it. And Bill Laurie's commentating it as if it's <laughs> part of the play. And uh, Warney goes over there and, and says, calm down, guys, puts his hands up, calm down. And sure enough, the king... The, the king of the MCG in particular uh, calmed them all down. And, yeah, what can't he do? Legend. Oh, Absolutely. that's a good alternative on our um, obscure sports, obscure pitch invaders. Definitely. I'm going to uh, I'm have to one-up my game next week, Friendy. Well done. All yours, mate. We'll, uh, we'll have a look. But speaking of cricket, the uh, the Aussies abroad. Um, in this segment here, we like to talk about some Aussies that are doing some things overseas and county cricket. Manus Labuschagne, good start before the Ashes, 170. It was off about 207 balls too. So he's doing really well. And Michael Nisa, mate, have you seen – he took seven for 32, including a hat-trick. Have you seen this? I did see, yes. Ooh. Yeah. Looking Oops. looking very sharp and worrying, worrying the English. Absolutely, mate. The, yeah, the last two wickets of the hat-trick were – the two batsmen shouldered arms. And if you see from behind the bowler's arm, the the ball actually starts about a meter outside off stump and just hoops back and takes off pole. So yeah, he's flying and uh, other codes, mate. Have you been watching the basketball? I haven't been watching too much. We're just keeping an eye on the score because we're getting Mm. down to the nitty gritty with, uh, uh, I think we're down to eight teams and Celtics. I know, I just know the score with those guys. I know they're down three, two against Philly um, Nuggets are leading 3-2 The Heat are up 3-2 And the Lakers are up 3-2 Lakers are against Warriors I think too aren't yeah, they? Yeah, so, correct well, One of those big guys, big guns will be out But yeah, look, they're, they're pretty close to be 3-2 Across the board So um, yeah, it's a good time Good time of year to watch the, uh, the, the NBA. finals of, of NBA Absolutely Definitely mate And if we are watching that and we have a beer What, uh, what beer or brewery or where are we going? What are we doing? Mate, I'm sticking local this week with my brewery of the week. I'm going with Brew Ha Ha, and I'm drinking a stout. Lovely. Uh, I might I might post a little photo of this. It's an extra shot, extra stout. So a little bit of coffee in there. I'll read you the little description because I like when people describe their beer. Yep. It's extravagant and balanced uh, with coffee with a coffee hit. Groundskeeper Willie Coffee, which is a local roastery here on the Southern Coast. Um, with dark chocolate malt and a tight bitterness. A stout for those wanting a little bit extra. But it's delicious. So really cool brewery up here. They've got a, a brewery up in Mullaney. They've got a really big production brewery um, down in Baringa, and they've opened a cool little place in Brisbane um, in New Farm. So uh, you can get their beer in lots of places. So check them out, Brewer Brewery. Love it. I'll have to tip that off to one of my mates, actually. I think he lives in New Farm. So um, shout out to Gibbo. And, uh, and his brother, the Big E. I'll tip them into that. Um, mate, ale or bale this week? Who are we, uh, who are we thinking there? Well, 
I, I liked your suggestion. I like Jarvo69 because I don't know enough about him yet. Mm. And uh, I think he's, uh, wow, well, I mean, to me, he sounds like an incredibly interesting character who can um, who can impersonate. I do like an impersonator. I yep. like someone who can really just make that and, and make it believable. Um, catch me if you can. Like, what a great yeah. movie, right? Where yep. there, there's an example of it to the extreme, mm-hmm. um, pretending you're a pilot, Leonardo DiCaprio, one of his better films. Great movie. Uh, so, I, I love the fact he can do all that, and I think um, I would like to, I would like to have a beer with him and even probably help him think through his next little scam. So, I'm I'm gonna have an ale with Jarvo. How yep. about you? Yeah, I'm with you, mate. Definitely. What would you? What would you target? What sporting event? What would you? I, I don't think he could get in an F1 car. Uh, I think that'd be a bit tough. But uh, I'm sure there's. He some... could be a. He could be one of the pick girls. I haven't seen. Yeah. His, I haven't seen his um, physique, but um, maybe we could work towards that. Yeah. Well, we're all for sort of body positivity here, so Jarbo might squeeze into some sort of bikini, and he's uh, he's a bit of but a bigger did... bloke. That could be a tough one, although we have seen a lot of people on the track of the F1 in the last few weeks that weren't meant to be there, yeah. like media when they were pit laning and going. So who knows? That actually might not be that hard. I think, I think uh, he's a he's someone that could lead the New York Marathon for the first 50 metres or something like that. Um, but that's dressed, guess- as an, dressed as an ATM machine, like just something <laughs> random in some really random outfit, yep. Yep. sprinting the first 2Ks. That's, yeah. Um, I'm that sounds like his his jam. Or you just jump the fence with two Ks to go and just finish it and win it. Imagine that. Yeah, that'll be pretty. That's hilarious. probably that's probably more his style. Yep. Yeah, but he he certainly was. He's been dressed up every time I've seen him in the full proper get up, which is whether it's rugby, cricket, whatever. He somehow he has the legit playing gear on with numbers with his and his name Jarvo. So even the cricketers have got names on their back in the test matches now. So there's Coley and then Jarvo. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to our wager end of town. We like to have a little punt each week or just uh, have a bit of a a laugh and have a crack. Nothing too serious, of course. But uh, let's have a look at last week's bet, mate. How did you go with your – would you have a multi on? How did you go? Yeah, I had two try scorers, and I had Herbie Farnworth and Sione Katoa to score any time. Herbie did. Uh, but Sione did not, as the Sharks were, yeah, beaten convincingly by the Dolphins, which surprised me. And um, Essendon ruined everything for you. Oh, yeah, that great four-leg multi. And Brisbane mm. were a great little starter there. Uh, I was just relying on the uh, the Bombers, but no, that blew me. So nothing exciting last week. This week, however, um, I'm just going to keep it simple. I think four legs can be challenging. Three mm. is that magic number because you sometimes get the, the bonus bet back. Yep. But I'm just going to wind it back to two Really simple. I think St. Kilda uh, uh, on the road uh, into the Bulldogs and I'll get you four bucks 20. How about you? Love that. Yeah, nice, mate. Mate, I'm going a bit uh, left field this week and a lot of it is left field. Uh, Some left wingers in there. I've gone four guys to score at any time across the weekend. So Xavier Coates for the Melbourne Storm tonight. Marcelo Montoya for the New Zealand Warriors tomorrow night. Kyle Felt on Saturday for the Cowboys and filthy Phil Sami for the Gold Coast on Sunday. If they all score, you get about 15 bucks. Jeez, that's tasty. Yeah, so I did... I like it. A little bit of research into where the opposition concede their most tries, um, and that's basically, yeah, the guys that'll be in those corridors. Good research, mate. That's yep. quality. Like quality. It, like it. And, mate, as we've uh, got no Pixie Watch this week, that's probably, probably us, isn't it? Yeah. 
It is. It is about us. Um, I was just thinking the weekend ahead. We're looking into. Uh, I don't know. How's your How's your weekend, mate? We've What's got. The... Uh, I've actually got a Mother's Day dinner with Mum tomorrow night. Uh, we stay away from the Sunday hustle and bustle. Then we've got uh, my lovely partner Shell's her Mother's Day with her mum Annette on Saturday, and a little bit of junior cricket academy stuff helping the kids out on Sunday in the off season. So how about you, mate? Nice. Yeah, I've actually got my mum visiting up from um, down from Ballina. She's she's mm-hmm. up here for the week. So same thing. We're, we're not going to get out there on Sunday. It's just chaos out at restaurants. Yeah. So we're going to host here and turn it on and have an, have an awesome lunch. So big shout out to all the mums that listen. <laughs> we we yep. might not have any yet, but let's get a few on board. I'm pretty sure my mum has listened to at least one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Shout out to all the mums, but um, but yeah, look, that's that's probably it from from us this week. Uh, thanks everyone for listening in again. Enjoy your week and your Mother's Day. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, go. follow us on the socials and uh, yeah, enjoy Mother's Day. Shout out to all the mums out there. But yeah, we couldn't do it without you. And wherever you are this weekend, enjoy your beers in the sheds. <laughs>